Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch, and uh, today we're going to get into a little bit of blues news. Um, it was announced that the Winter Classic, I believe the blues are scheduled to play in against Minnesota, will be postponed. Um, so we're going to get into that, uh, probably start off the bat with that, and then just get into some league news. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. So, two days ago, it was announced that the NHL announced the postponement of both the Winter Classic and the All-Star Game in the weekend for the 2021 season. Um, and in doing so, they insist it does not impact the plan to target around January, like around the January start date, I guess. Um, they're just postponing that game, I assume because hopefully, I would like, I'm guessing they would want a lot of people there. Um, and as of the state of the the country right now, it's not safe to do that um, or even really get people together in a gathering at all. Um, so I think that's the right play. As much as hockey fans hate to see it because that event is so big, um, obviously safety comes first when it comes to a pandemic. And I think in the long run, especially with the bubble and everything, and the NHL has done really good at doing that. So there's no reason uh, to kind of go back on that now. But I was really excited about this Winter Classic in particular because I was actually trying to figure out ways to go to Minnesota and watch the game there. Um, I went to I went on vacation Minnesota a couple of years ago, um, see some old family friends down there, and it's just an absolutely gorgeous state, um, like the land of ten thousand lakes or whatever they call it. Like, couldn't be more right. If you come in the if you go in the summer or if you go in the winter, like it's just magnificent to see um so i really wanted to go back there especially to go watch the blues play because i i've never i've never really gotten to watch my team in a different stadium like i've always just watched games at enterprise and i feel like that would be a cool experience to be a visiting fan in a different city um so that was cool but also i feel like this game i, I don't know there's there's an importance to it that lies deeper uh than just hockey in general and we can talk about hockey in general too because i think Everyone can kind of see, and we touched on it on the last episode, uh, that the Central Division can kind of go any way next season, right? I mean, there's a lot of question marks surrounding this Blues team in terms of chemistry and new people that they brought in. Uh, We've touched on that in the past episode as well. There's a lot of question marks surrounding uh, Minnesota and their goaltending situation, um, their veterans and their youth. because they got pretty hot there for a while and they kind of fizzled out. But it, it feels like a team that's close to making the next step. And we'll see if the moves that they made this offseason will take them to the next step. We'll see if the moves that the Blues made this offseason will take them back a step, as people are kind of expecting. Or if people on their team will step up and rise to the occasion. Who's to say? It'll be fun to see. But I was, I was looking forward to that matchup in general. But the fact that it was in a winter classic as well, I think that would have been, it was like the heartland of hockey versus the state of hockey, right? 
So that would have been a fun, uh, uh, a fun kind of narrative that would have been spun there too. But in touching on the heartland of hockey and that deeper importance I was referring to, um, I think the fact that St. Louis is starting to get more winter classics is pivotal for the growth of St. Louis in general. Um, but also for the growth of St. Louis as a hockey city because they've already kind of like put their foot in the door in that conversation, right? I mean, win the Stanley Cup, getting prospects out, prospects out there like Coonan and the Kachuk boys um, and Clayton Keller. There's, there's a league-wide conversation being had that there are some hidden gems in St. Louis that people don't talk about enough. Um, and that starts with the youth development, the high schools, all the coaches, uh, the AAA Blues, everyone just doing a fantastic job. Um, to coach these kids and put them into a position to succeed. Started with Cam Jansen, by the way. Shout out to the guy, friend of the pod. Love you, bro. Um, you know, dude, it's just it, Cam kind of got the ball rolling. And people were saying, like, why are you playing hockey? Why don't you play a real sport like football? Because that's how, like, that's just how Missouri is. Blue collar, like, a lot of people like their football here. But slowly but surely, he, he shoved that bold, that boulder down the hill, right? And it's gaining traction. Now it's got speed, and it's just absolutely barreling at this point. And I feel like getting a winter classic game to kind of put St. Louis on display in a different state that's also known for being just an absolute powerhouse in terms of pumping out hockey prospects. I mean, you couldn't really ask for a better matchup in terms of that, as well as the matchup on the ice. You know what I'm saying? So just in terms of exposure for the city, I feel like it was very important as well. So it's a little disappointing. I mean, it's it's very disappointing um, that it's not going to be happening, or not going to be happening in January because I was excited for it. Um, It's going to be postponed. I also think that the Blues made a statement that said they're still confident that they'll be the opponents. So it's kind of strange to me that that's, Seems like it's kind of up in the air as well, because if we lose out on a winter classic game because of a pandemic, that's going to suck. I'll be pissed. Um, but it's cool to speculate about like the uniforms and stuff, too, because everyone's kind of talking about that's the hot topic right now is everyone's talking about the retro or the reverse retros throwbacks and stuff. You know, um, I think Dallas just tweeted at Adidas Hockey today and changed their avatar on Twitter to ten twenty eight. So I'm guessing they're going to be dropping a jersey soon. But it's always fun to speculate. Like the Blues are really good at pulling jerseys back from like tradition that have historical significance. We saw that with the clown jerseys. We saw that with the the Winter Classics, the classics against Chicago. Um, just bringing them back bringing it back to a to a golden age of hockey uh, from 50 years ago. So it's interesting to me to, to speculate uh, what kind of route they would go in this Winter Classic. Like, because they've gone with such historical significance with their last couple of jerseys, um, I feel like the last one where they kind of created their own design was the navies that, like, Oshi wore with the arch in the background that people kind of thought was weird just because it was like a circle logo. Um, I didn't mind them that much. They weren't fantastic by any means, but they weren't awful. Um, But I think given the creative minds at Adidas and the creative minds in St. Louis, um, I think they could really spark something here 
that would get a lot of Blues fans' attention and maybe like get a brand new jersey with a design that's never been seen before. Um, that kind of builds its own uh, reputation, I guess, as one of our cooler jerseys. And I think that's really sick. Because um, you take a little look around in the league and uh, like the, I think it was like the Summer Stadium Series, or I forget which jerseys it was for the night, for the, not the Knights, the Kings. Um, but they had those chrome helmets and then it had like a, I think it was like an airplane or something on like the on like the jerseys and like diagonal lines and stuff. I thought those were really clean, um, very modern, very intuitive, very creative. I would be interested to see the Blues kind of pull off something like that. But I guess we'll see. I know a lot of people want to see the the kind of the, the reverse of the of the clown jerseys, the white retros. I wouldn't mind that by any means. I think that's a safe play. So why would you try and do something completely different and new when you've got something sitting there on the shelf that's something that will widely be um, accepted by Blues fans? But at the same time, you can make a lot of noise and a lot of uh, exposure for your team if you take take the next step, um, get a little ballsy and do something creative and intuitive. But but speaking of being intuitive, let me list off some flavors for you. Get your get your palate a little a little wet, a little wet and wild. You know what I'm saying? Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You know what all those flavors have in common? That's right. They are the brand new flavors from Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the market. And with only around 150 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs, and around 18 grams of protein per protein bar. They're going to help you go from a pumpkin this Halloween to the Slim Reaper. You know what I'm saying? Because Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. You don't even have to do this when you're working out. You just like the taste of the protein bars? Dude, buy them. They're great meal replacers. They won't leave you hungry, I promise. Um... But like I said, bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for keto diets and they're great for people who love snacking. And I know you love snacking as much as I do. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no spaces, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Let me repeat that. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. At BuiltBar.com. They're basically giving them away. They're already cost-friendly, and now you're getting 20% off on top of it just because we love you guys. Hook them up. Tell them I sent you. BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on. Check them out. You'll love it. I know you will. All right. We're going to take a word from our sponsors real fast, and then we'll get right back into it with some league news. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the topic of Jersey Watch. I'm not sure if this is confirmed or not, but I'm looking at a tweet right now that says the Calgary Flames have announced their 2020-21 reverse retro jerseys. It will be their 2019-20 jersey with modern colors. So I'm looking at it, and it's got like the Vancouver Canucks, like the modern logo, right? Right on the chest. It's got a 50th anniversary. Um kind of patch right next to it and then it's the base is red 
And then it's got yellow stripes on the sleeve, like big ones, just one big one on each sleeve, and then one stripe at the bottom. So it's like that red and yellow scheme schematic, kind of like they like they used with the uh, with the skate logo, which was disgusting, by the way. Those things are nasty. Wish they'd bring those back at some point. Um, but kind of outlining the yellow stripes on the sleeve is like a smaller white line, and then on their shoulder patches they have the they have the stick logo, like the Canuck stick logo. Um, honestly, I kind of love these. The Canuck logo itself too has a red outline, and for whatever reason, like just the the killer whale coming out of the coming out of the sea is so iconic, and putting a red outline around that just makes it look that much more aggressive. Um, like I said before, like I'm not really I'm not really an art major, but I just dabble around on NHL, so I feel like I kind of have like a like an idea of what looks aesthetically pleasing when it comes to like jersey and creations and stuff. And this thing bangs. So if if this is true and this is what they end up going with, uh, that'll be pretty heat. It does kind of look similar to the Flames jersey just because it's got a red and yellow scheme. Um, but I don't. I think it's different enough that people won't be like, oh, like pull out the memes of, can I borrow your homework? Yeah, just make sure you change it up a little bit and. But I don't know. I, they're both doing their own thing. And uh, I think both of them, honestly, are, are filthy. So should be fun to watch them on the ice when they hit. Um, Some other news today. Linus Olmark uh, filed for arbitration. Um, the team's looking for 1.8 with him and the player's looking for 4.1. So kind of a stark contrast there. Um, a little strange given that I feel like Buffalo's kind of been struggling in the goaltending situation for a couple of years now. Um, but if they can get him locked up, I feel like he's a solid backup. Maybe if they move Carter Hutton at some point, um, I'm not really sure who they can move for. But the fact that they have Taylor Hall now, Jack Eichel, obviously, uh, Olafson, Ristolainen, uh, Dahlin, I feel like that team, if they're not already there, they're on the brink of actually, like, getting to the playoffs, um, I feel like they just need a number one goaltender, and that's kind of what's standing in their way. So it's going to be interesting to watch how this arbitration case goes for sure. Um, back to the Central Division, uh, the Dallas Stars announced that they signed Giryanov to a two-year, $5.1 million deal. Uh, so he's going to be making around 2.5, 2.6 uh, average annual value. Um 17 points in the playoffs. I believe he had 29 points in the season. Uh, for a rookie, a viable part of that Dallas team that made it all the way to the Stanley Cup. Um, he's going to be a big part of their team looking forward. Uh, so I think that's important for them to wrap that up as soon as possible. Um, especially giving him a bridge deal here, I think is a safe bet for them. Um, just in the event that he just caught fire at the right time or with the circumstances and everything during a pandemic. Um, it's difficult to assess a guy's true talent. We saw that with the blues when they came in and got their doors blown off. Um, it's, it's kind of a different style of hockey that a lot of people aren't accustomed to. So putting a lot of weight in a guy's performance in there is as brash, I think is, is the word I would use um, as putting as putting a lot of stock in a guy playing poorly um, during the bubble, which is evidently what the what a lot of Blues fans did when they saw their performance uh, in the playoffs. So um, 
like I said, I think a bridge deal here is the right play for them. Um, but they're gonna be they're gonna be just as powerful as they were last year. Uh, they got lock up hint still, I believe, but they should be fine. They should be probably a playoff team, probably pushing the Blues uh, for the top of the division. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Vertanen signed a two-year, $2.5 million extension extension with uh, Vancouver. Uh, I think that's a good move for them, bringing back kind of a veteran core piece of uh, that team, kind of going to, the, going to the playoffs last year, getting that experience with the young guys. Um, and they have a lot of a lot of young talent there. I think kind of growing and keeping that core together. Um, I think their owners kind of building it the right way, where like you can find places to improve, like bringing in a guy like Holpe. I think that's fantastic. A guy that's been in the playoffs multiple times has a Stanley Cup to his name. I feel like that's a lot solidifies kind of like the veteran presence, and people kind of look to him for advice in the playoffs. Um, I know a lot of people think that they didn't do well in the offseason, but I really think that the way that they molded this team, um, kind of like with the influx of a balance of talented young players who might just be a little bit inexperienced and experienced veteran players who meant, might not have the talent or skill set as these young guys, like, like we like to call them uh, the new era players. If you followed me on Twitter for a while, I'll... We were trying to get that going. Uh, never really took off, but I, I still think it's like a new era of players, right? And like these players that can come in um, and contribute to their team immediately. A guy like Kale McCarr, a guy like Elias Pettersson, a guy like Quinn Hughes. I mean, these guys just come in and light up the league. Um, and so I think it's important to balance those guys out with veterans uh, who can give them advice where they need it, um, kind of give them their two cents and the knowledge of just being in the league for multiple years and understanding what it takes to compete here. Maybe just because these, like just because these guys are talented and they have the skill set, doesn't mean it always translates, you know, like we've still, I don't think we've seen everything we can from Jordan Cairo yet. Um, but I think he's going to figure it out because we have a good veteran presence on our team and a guy like Ryan O'Reilly who puts the time aside after practice uh, to sit these guys down and basically just explain to them every little detail of how to produce at an NHL level, what it takes uh, to keep that production up. And I think that in the locker room is a viable asset to have that a lot of people, like a lot of people just will take at face value, like, oh, like this team, like Tampa Bay was fantastic skill-wise on paper. Um, so a lot of people expected them, them to win, but when you look into it, like we talked about on the podcast, like a guy like Pat Maroon, who has that net front presence, he's not, he's not the most skilled player on the ice, right? But he does the little things. He's fantastic at protecting the puck and he's a fantastic locker room guy to have. Like he's the kind of guy that you want to go to war for, right? So having a guy like him to help ease the tension in in the heat of a Stanley Cup final while also adding physicality, adding veteran experience, adding playoff experience, adding Stanley Cup experience as he went back to back, um, I I think that's a, a very underrated value that a lot of people don't really look at um, when they're determining grades for an offseason. I feel like Vancouver did a good job with that, specifically uh, with the Holtby acquisition. Okay, so we're nearing the end of this episode, so we're going to take one last break. 
hear from a word from our sponsors, our fantastic sponsors, who we know and love. Um, and then when we come back, we'll wrap up this episode. All right. So finally, uh, I think we should close it out with, uh, I will eat some crow here for you guys on the podcast. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted out at the, at the time, um, when Tori Krug was signed that I feel like it's going to take a while for blues fans to warm up to him. Um, just because the heat of the Stanley cup final, everything that happened in there, the feelings that people had towards him after the hit he put on Robert Thomas, um, which I also feel like the Blues have done a really good job of kind of showcasing that relationship they have. Well, also Robert Thomas did too with the tweet um, saying they just became best friends. But um, there was a interview with Joey Vitale um, where Tory Grug basically said like it was a clean play. He thought it was a clean play. Robert Thomas thought it was a clean play. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a hockey game. Um, they can put all that aside, um, which I think you just love to see. Um, if you saw my tweet too about Robert Thomas pulling uh Tory Krug on his Twitch stream, uh, which is Robert Thomas eighteen, if you want to check that out. It's a lot of fun. I'm a mod there, it's a good time. Um but that was hilarious as well. So I think the any inkling that I had of bad feelings towards that whole situation are gone. Um it seems like these guys are gonna bond in training camp right off the bat if they haven't already. Um, and watching the video of Tory Krug kind of touring, uh, the blues facilities. Uh, I think you can kind of get a sense of his personality in there. Um, and also just the fact that he is pretty active on Twitter, which I think just in terms of the blues players that we have now, the most active guy we really have is Vin or not Vince Dunn, uh, David Perron. And he still doesn't tweet that often. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting to kind of watch a guy who has a Twitter presence uh, kind of navigate through the hashtag of STL Blues because it can get a little hasty sometimes. Um, but like I said, like him walking into that facility, the practice facility with his wife and his uh, his little kid, like it's just the cutest thing. You can tell that uh, he cares a lot about people. Um, he's got a fantastic personality. He just seems like a stand-up guy and kind of like everything that Bruins fans uh, were kind of saying when he was leaving is like, he's a locker room dude. Like you, you guys are going to love him. Um, I don't, I don't see there's any reason for us not to given everything that I've seen in his media thus far. Um, so in that, in that respect, I will say I was absolutely dead wrong. Um, I feel like he has the potential to be a fan favorite for the Blues just because he's a lot different than just his personality. I feel like he's a lot different than a lot of the players that we have currently. Um, but I guess time will tell. He's got seven years to do it, so we'll see what happens. And if he produces, we get another Stanley Cup. I don't think anyone's going to be saying the stuff I was saying at the time. So, Tori, if you're listening, I apologize. And I will say I was, I was absolutely wrong. Um, so on that note, I uh, thank you guys for stopping in today. Appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Um, if you don't follow the pod on Twitter or Instagram, you can do that at Locked On Blues. Um, you can also follow uh, the Dallas Stars. You can follow Minnesota 
Uh, there's a locked on channel for every team. Um, so go check them out for their view. Definitely check out Minnesota for their view on the Winter Classic because that would be interesting to watch. I think we're going to check that out after this, actually. Um, but you can follow me on 12 to 15. Stay up to date with all my tweets, good or bad. Sometimes I get, quote, tweeted by the St. Louis Blues, and sometimes I have to address a tweet um, on the podcast saying I was dead wrong. So you get your pick of the litter there. Um, other than that, hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. But as always... Let's go Blues.